T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Robert Bryce is with me this afternoon. He wrote a piece on Substack that caught my attention that was called The Billionaires Behind the Gas Bans, the Hypocrisy of the Billionaires Who Are Funding the Anti-Hydrocarbon Campaigns, uh, including bans on gas stoves. And he did a great job kind of digging into some of this stuff. Robert, how are you? Welcome to 97.1 FM Talk. Thanks for being with you. I'm glad to be with you, Mark. Thanks. Well, first and foremost, we should um, we should make it clear, I think, that th- this is something that, that is real, right? They've talked, and you document a lot of this stuff here, where there are groups that have talked about gas homes or stoves and gas homes and things and how dangerous they are, right? Well, yes, and this, this, this idea has been pushed now for right about three years. It began in about 2020, about the same time that this new group called Climate Imperative was formed. And as I point out, and, and thanks for pointing it out in that, in that piece on Substack, on robertbryce.substack.com where is where the piece is, that th- this group was formed Climate Imperative. And I saw a, news, a little short little news piece about it in late 2021 saying they were going to have a budget of $1 billion over five years. I mean, this is a massive amount of money. And oh, my God. They I mean, are I one of the groups behind this. I can't even believe it. So the numbers are really staggering. You say that this group, the Climate Imperative Foundation, took in $221 million in the first year of operation. That means that that group, less than three years old, I think this does put it into perspective, is taking in more cash than the Sierra Club, which has built itself for years as the largest and most influential environmental organization, right? So where that begs the question, who's behind this? Where's the money coming from? Well, and that's the part that, to me, so this group, I asked them several times, where's the money coming from? Who are you funding? They wouldn't reply. But in doing my reporting on it, it appears that there are two main funders. One is John Doerr, who's a venture capitalist based in Silicon Valley, and the other is Laureen Powell Jobs, who's, of course, Steve Jobs' widow. And apparently they are the ones who are putting up the bulk of this money on the order of $200 million a year. And just to put it into perspective, Mark, $221 million at a stroke. This group is almost as big as the American Petroleum Institute, which has been around, of course, for more than a century, has a budget of, I think, $240, $250 million. I mean, the, the amount of, you know, we hear over and over, oh, these right-wing groups are spending, so at the Koch brothers, blah, 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 blah. The reality is that these NGO, climate NGOs, they're outspending the uh, traditional energy associations by at least three to one, and the real number may be quite much, quite a bit larger. So, Robert, you wrote in that piece, you said the emergence of climate imperative, which I think you said you've been kind of tracking this for a couple of years now, which has received virtually no attention from legacy media, is important for several reasons. Why is it important? Well, it, one, it, it shows that point that I just made that 
that in fact the vast majority of the money, the media, and the momentum is on the left, not on the right. I mean, it's just, it's just not even close. But second, I think it shows that this effort toward these gas bans, but it's not just gas stoves. It's to force electrification of your water heater, your clothes dryer, uh, you know, your your furnace elimination of all of those and forced electrification that this has been part of a multi-year lavishly funded campaign that climate imperative the sierra club rocky mountain institute have all been coordinating this this isn't new this has been happening for a long time and you know just in a pure politics standpoint looking at as a reporter the whole entire oil and gas industry, they've been so backfooted. I mean, they're just getting their butts kicked on this whole thing. I don't know what hit them. I guess not. So when did you, you – it's interesting to me because – and I don't know if I'm going to have time to do it this hour. I have a real interesting piece from this guy, Derek Thompson, at The Atlantic. And I've described The Atlantic this way. A couple years ago, I uh, was trying to go to different sites. You know, this was at the beginning of the pandemic. And whenever I would click on something from The Atlantic, I'd get, you know, the paywall. So I spent my 40 bucks or whatever, and I subscribed to The Atlantic. Now, now, there is probably maybe 5% of the Atlantic content that I agree with. I like that Derek Thompson guy, and he wrote a piece that was very interesting about obesity, which I was going to highlight today. But you kind of said that the Atlantic has sort of strung some of these gas stove stories together. There's been a bit of a pattern there, right? Well, it was one of the – I mean, I remember it because it was one of the first of the big media outlets where I saw an article saying gas stoves are bad for you. And I thought, well, that was odd because this was back in 2020. Right. And I also noted in the Substack piece that just two years earlier, they'd run a piece that's saying how great it was that cooks could have open flames in their kitchen and how this was a revolution. Right. But no, in 2020, right at about the time that RMI and the Sierra Club were launching this campaign, the Atlantic carried this article about the dangers of gas stoves. And maybe it's coincidence, but the Atlantic is owned by Lorreen Powell Jobs. Yeah, it's not coincidence. Let's let's just be honest. It's not coincidence. One of the questions about that that I think you address in the piece is, is there any truth to the claim that all this childhood asthma is um, due to gas stoves or a, a you know large portion of it? No. And that's one of the other things that is just so remarkable is that these claims are getting this traction in The Washington Post, among other places, right, well, a few weeks ago, as you pointed out. The definitive study was published in Lancet, one of the Lancet publications, in, I think, in 2013. Half a million children were studied in, I think, four dozen different countries over a multi-year period. Questionnaires were given to their mothers to fill out. And the conclusion of that study, which, again, the definitive study on respiratory issues and, and, and gas stoves, found no connection between gas stoves and asthma. And yet the Rocky Mountain Institute has a budget of $140 million in the latest reporting period, has been pushing this claim now for years. There, this, is, this is junk science. I, I don't take any pleasure in saying this, but I think that's exactly the right term. And if you connect the dots further on the money, Jeff Bezos' name comes into this as well, right? Well, sure. Bezos has given, through the Bezos Earth Fund, he uh, gave $100 million to the NRDC. He gave... Uh, I think it was $10 million to the Rocky Mountain Institute. The money that that $100 million to NRDC, the NRDC in their own press release said they were going to use to uh, restrict or reduce oil and gas production in the United States. I mean, what, Mark, what we're seeing here, and I, again, this is, I'm just doing this as a reporting thing. I don't, I'm not a partisan. No, I get it. I don't even consider myself necessarily conservative, but the money that is being spent by these billionaires and by these NGO groups 
to try to restrict the amount of energy that ordinary consumers can use and, in fact, is a regressive tax on the poor and the middle class. It's unprecedented in, in, in American history, the amount of money that is going toward this effort. Yeah, look, address a little bit more here, and I want to talk about the hypocrisy of the billionaires because they're the people flying around the big planes and everything, but kind of, uh, you just mentioned this, the, the regressive nature of gas bans and, and what that means for consumers. Explain that a little bit more. Sure. Okay, not my numbers. These are numbers from the Department of Energy. Last March in the Federal Register, they, the Department of Energy published average cost of residential energy sources. Natural gas was by far the cheapest, far cheaper than using electricity on a per million BTU basis. In October, the Department of Energy, through the Energy Information Administration, published their winter fuels outlook. Their numbers, again, showed that heating with home heating with gas or I'm, so I'll put it a different way, that heating with electricity instead of gas in the home would cost 46% more. Natural gas in the home for resident, the average residential consumers across the country is by far the cheapest way to heat your home. And even better, it's even better for uh, climate change because using the gas directly is far more efficient than using it indirectly by turning it into electricity and then using the electricity as the end fuel. So there are real problems here, and, and the hypocrisy of the billionaires who are funding it is you know, only part of it. Yeah, they're flying in. Lorene Powell Jobs flies around in a jet that buys, burns 500 gallons of jet fuel per hour. Yeah, come on, right? And then Mike Bloomberg is another one. You see, he owns eight houses in New York State alone and properties in London, Florida, Colorado, and Bermuda. Right. So uh, I'm guessing there's some gas stoves in there and I'm guessing he doesn't walk to all those locations when he travels around. Right. <laughs> or take the he takes think? the EV plane, I'm guessing. Right. I don't know. <laughs> well, and that was it. it was a great piece of Vanity Fair. It was in 2020. And it talked about how the, when Bloomberg was the mayor of New York, he would fly to Bermuda for the weekend. Well, you know, of course, oh, I do the same, you know, and I'm sure you do as well. Oh, I, yeah, you, of course. you know, you're a hacienda down over yours is in the Bahamas. But. But, I mean, you know, come on. I mean, this is the guy who's given $500 million to the Beyond Carbon campaign. Much of that money is being spent by the Sierra Club to further the, their, their uh, jihad against natural gas, coal-fired generation, to, to, to prevent consumers from u- directly using natural gas in their homes. So, yeah. I mean, I just find the hypocrisy. This really is staggering. Robert, did you see that this kind of ties in? Did you see the uh, the, the speech that uh, Constantine Kissin did at the Oxford Union a few weeks ago? Oh, yes. I mean, that was brilliant, wasn't it? Oh, it was so good. I think I watched it two or three times. I thought, man, this guy just nails it. And he nailed it in such the way he kind of tossed it off, Mark, you know, he's just kind of so casual. You know, it, was, it wasn't just the way, you know, what he said, but the style that he did, that he used with it. I just thought, man, this guy's a master. Yeah, well, he amazing. used humor. He used humor also. But, you know, one of the things that I loved about that, and you addressed this in your piece here, this is why I wanted to kind of have you focus in on it, is with, with climate change in particular, I've said this for years, and no one ever wants to talk about it. Not the do-gooders out there in, in the media, and certainly not some of the folks that you just wrote about, but the effect that that all of these efforts have on poor people that would love to have gas stoves or electricity so they could have air conditioning and their quality of life would be better, right? And that was part of the point that Constantine Kissin was brilliantly making a couple of weeks ago. Well, yes. I mean, and this is the part that, you know, we're, we're having this big debate around natural gas-fired stoves in the United States. So just for, for, for perspective here, Mark, natural gas stoves burn four-tenths of one percent of all the gas consumed in America, 
And yet this guy from our Rocky Mountain Institute claimed, oh, well, these stove emissions, these are a key part of climate change. What are you talking about? I mean, that's just blatant falsehood. And further, that when you look around the world, and this is part of my latest, my latest book, A Question of Power, there are 3 billion people in the world today who use less electricity, live in places where consumption of electricity is less than what's uh, consumed by an average kitchen refrigerator in, in the United States, 1,000 kilowatt hours per capita per year. So in a world where energy poverty is rampant, we're having this massive debate, debate and it's convulsions crazy. around cooking with gas. I mean, yeah. it, it's, 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 it's decadent, I think, honestly. I think there's a certain a good decadence word for it. to where we are as a society Absolutely. Today. Robert Bryce, great stuff. I really appreciate it. Um, my notes here say that you have something called the Power Hungry Podcast. There's nothing more that I love to do as a terrestrial radio guy than to promote podcasts. So I will let, <laughs> I will, I will let you do it here. Instead. What's the podcast about? It's, uh, it's energy, power, innovation, and politics. And that's the same tagline that I use for my Substack. So uh, ask people to sign up for my Substack, robertbryce.substack.com. Don't you love Substack? Isn't it great? You know, I just switched. I I was on MailChimp, and they effectively forced me out. And I, Substack has been fantastic. I'm, it's all free now. I think I'm going to keep it free for the rest of the year and then maybe go to a paid model. But uh, I really enjoy it. And this piece has gone viral. I've had over 50,000 views of this piece, The Billionaires Behind the Gas Bands. I'm just thrilled with it. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I think a lot of the, the better journalism is going on right now. And, and, you know, Barry and Abigail Schreier have done a great job with that. Robert Bryce, appreciate it. We'll talk again. Thank I, you, I love having you on. Yeah, thank you. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.